What's going on, guys? Tom is here just to give you a quick intro to part one of this great conversation that Sean and I have with Mike Wallace. And let me tell you, it's not a conversation you're going to want to miss. We kick off by delving into Mike's incredible journey from his corporate executive days to finding his purpose within the embrace of our church community, Amplified Church. It's a testament to the transformative power of faith and community. We also delve into leadership philosophy, emphasizing Mike's identity as a servant leader, and the nuanced aspects of success and excellence. Guys, thank you for joining us for part one of this great conversation with Mike. See you in there. All right, welcome to this episode of Technically Short. I'm Thomas. And I'm Sean. <laughs> and to, it was the most enthusiastic intro we've had. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we, as we've had a couple, a few uh, special guests recently. And this time we have Mike Wallace. Let's go, Mike. What's up, everybody? It's great to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, for sure. And like, we ever, whenever, if you guys don't know who Mike is, I think a lot of people who are listening probably do. But, um, we, if you don't know who Mike Wallace is, like he's, um, he's, he's come into our lives through our church, just like a lot of people that have been on the podcast. And like he leads, le- leads would be the proper term. Yeah. Leads manages, yeah. uh, the Inspire Collective Ministry yeah. for Amplify. Yeah. And we're going to dive into it. We're gonna, we'll dive into this a little bit later on. Um, but. Your, the story of how you came to the church, I really want to dive into. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, like an executive to unemployed to them working at a church. Yes. And some people hear that and like, what? Like, it was like, that, that sounds like a downgrade. But yeah, we'll go into it though. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it's definitely not a downgrade. No but way. We'll go into it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, and like, we always like to start off the episodes, uh, with some exaltations of our guests because we wouldn't have you on the show if we didn't like really appreciate who you are as a person. And we want people to know, we want people to know how we see you, uh, to kind of set the foundation. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, guys. Um, some of the things like, I think like, it's like what first comes to my mind. It's like, you're great at, yeah, honestly, one of the things I noticed about you really quickly is that you're great at exalting others and lifting others up mm. and, and speaking and putting others before yourself and like speaking, you, you pull out the good in others and point it out and you're consistent with who you are and like you say and what you say is how you act. Uh, you're a fantastic leader that we've got to experience within the last however long it's been <laughs> and you're honestly, like, yes. you're a great man of God through and through. Mm. Like, like I haven't, nice. like, yeah, I, 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 like, I love you, man. Like, I, I, I have nothing else to say. Yes. Feelings are mutual. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Thomas. I love yeah. you too, brother. Thank you for those kind words. Yeah. What, uh, what I know about Mike, wow. Mike is awesome. Why did I say he's awesome? It's because he loves people. He loves God. He's keeping those two commandments God asked us to do, and he does it really well. He's an amazing leader because of it. Because his focus is so much on God, that like it just overflows to everything he does. Mm-hmm. And that was like the first time meeting Mike. I remember like a couple years ago meeting Mike, 
And uh, I was just, like, greeting. I was like, oh, this guy's going to be really cool. And then, like, we end up getting to spend a lot of time together doing other stuff for, yeah. like, men's meetings and missionary trips and stuff like that, Um, which was really cool. But the thing about Mike is he just has such a heart for God and for people. Like Thomas said, I love you, man. And honestly, that's why you're such a great leader is because you have such a heart for God. It just overflows to everything else. Thank you, Brother Sean. You guys are making me emotional. We haven't even started yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really means a lot. It means the world, especially coming from you guys. Uh, time does go by really fast. But, you know, I believe that God has uh, put us together, you know, yeah. uh, within our church. And uh, here we are now. I've never done a podcast before. Um, so there's there's probably two, two, uh, two, no two other guys I'd rather be doing this with. So it's thank you for the words, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. Well, with us, we gave you an intro, but... Could you give a uh, an introduction to who you are? Like, who is Mike Wallace? Of course. All right. So I I am Mike Wallace. Uh, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh. This is my city. I absolutely love uh, Pittsburgh. I don't think I'll ever leave uh, at this point. Um, almost did for uh, for a career. You know, I went to school to be a teacher. Uh, graduated from Slippery Rock University after graduating from Plum High School here. Um, never moved away. I uh, found myself uh, as like a super substitute baseball coach and was, you know, trying to find some school district in the area to call home. Uh, and I never did. Uh, fortunately, I had a relationship with my high school sweetheart. Um, so I wasn't really looking for love. I already was in love with a, with a girl, uh, Megan, my wife. Um, you know, so I didn't need to worry about that front. It was really just career. Um, my wife and I got married in 2015. Uh, and around that same time, I was starting to close the door on my teaching, uh, book, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it, next to impossible to find a position in this Western Pennsylvania area. Um, so I needed to open up a new door, a new book, and I explored the, uh, the job world, um, outside of education. And I found myself, uh, working for the same company as my stepdad. Um, I figured he's been providing for our family for quite some time doing what he's doing. So why not try my hand at that, what that is? He seems happy. Um, and, and, and does pretty well as far as financials are concerned and a lot of challenges. Um, so I, I tried my hand at that. Um, and I did that for about seven years. Wow. Uh, so pharmaceutical world, uh, very challenging and rewarding. Um, I started out at, at an entry level position. So, you know, if there's anybody listening that finds themselves currently, uh, you know, struggling with that career front, sometimes, you, you know, you have to swallow pride a little bit. You have to just step into something, even if it's entry level, even if you feel like you're overqualified and really learn, uh, you know, learn the industry and get to develop relationships with people. And that's really just exactly what I did. Um, you know, for those seven years, I went from an entry level role all the way up until into a, uh, a senior leadership role, um, got laid off this February, found myself unemployed for the first time, uh, since I was eligible to actually legally work, (laughs) uh, and ended up interviewing with Amplify through the grace of God and, and many people within our church community um, and got hired on in May of this year, 2023. And here we are in November. Wow. So that's pretty much, you know, long and short. Again, still still married, uh, eight, uh, eight years married, 17 years together. Uh, I do have a brother that's 10 years younger than me. He's 23. 
And uh, my parents both still live in the area in the house I grew up in. So that's that's pretty much who I am in in, in a nutshell. Let's go. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. Like you know that like I, I think I, I think I heard it before that you were there for seven years, but I didn't realize that was that, that was a bigger part of your life and how big. Well, I knew it was a bigger part of your life, but how long it was there. Like I'm running into. I've hit it already or past six years at the company I'm in mm-hmm, yeah. and I spent some time wanting to leave for the longest time and then yeah. God kept closing doors on me. So I did, I just decided to go all in. <laughs> yeah. No, I know that feeling. Sometimes you just have to be obedient to it, you know, and yeah. if, if doors are getting closed, if doors are getting open, you know, that's yeah. kind of a tell, you know? But yeah. Like, um, but as we move forward, like you, like, I give you the topic already, but with this topic, this yeah. is the, Fourth installment. I didn't mention this before, um, at the beginning of the episode, but this is the fourth installment of the imper- uh, imperfect, perfectly imperfect series. Almost messed it up myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perfectly imperfect series and all based around the topic of excellence. It's yep. become one of my favorite topics, not just on podcast land, but like just in general, like in life. Yeah. Um, and I like, I'm gonna, with the start us off, uh, this is a very broad and very broad and vague question, and it's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but from your pers- from your perspective, what is excellence? Wow. Okay. Um, so I think excellence is basically how you are measuring your success or failure, or how you are setting the stage for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish uh, in life. You know, um, I spent the better part of my life, I would say striving, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say trying to win, you know, I'm very competitive. I think, I think it's innate within us as humans that we all have competitive nature inside of us. Um, but like winning, you know, wanting to be the best at anything that I was doing. It didn't matter if it was board games, you know, <laughs> if I didn't win the board game, I was flipping the, you know, flipping the board game or, you know, quit wanting to, you know, stop playing or, uh, you know, the, the bigger things like, you know, uh, career, um, making more money, you know, having title, you know, the next title, like always looking forward, yeah. um, in, in not really realizing what it is that you have, you know, um, and just being perfect, you know, and that's, that's not something that, any of us are, you know, none of us are perfect. Uh, whether we, whether we are able to say that out loud or not, whether we are able to, uh, come to terms or accept that, you know, there's, there's only one perfect, (laughs) uh, being ever. And that is, uh, Jesus, you know, um, and that was because he was not of sin. Uh, he came into this world, uh, you know, by God. So, uh, you know, for us, for excellence, um, it's something that we all value. Uh, is definitely defined different ways, you yeah. know, you know, and it certainly can change and it has changed for me, you know, over the years. And I think how you measure excellence is really, you know, going to determine what your definition is, mm-hmm. you know, um, if it's good enough for God, it's good enough. Yeah. You know, um, so that's kind of my, my measure of excellence now in my life is, is kind of that, that phrase, that statement right there. Um, whereas before, you know, what's next? You know, what, what more can I do? What more can I master? What more can I, uh, learn? What, how much more can I make? You know, that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's funny cause, uh, even when Jesus was here, it wasn't good enough for people. Yeah. You know, facts. so 
just take that for what it is right there. You know, if it's good enough for God, it's good enough. And, uh, it's just innate within us that we even, we even weren't satisfied with Jesus, <laughs> the yeah. perfect, the perfect being, um, when he was here on earth. So that, that was, that was a long winded no, answer. That was, no, that was amazing. <laughs> Literally amazing. Yeah, that was a great explain, a great explanation. Great, like, I like, like that. Um, you went back to like striving, for, like striving for the next job title. Like, um, yeah. And that, I mean, I think back to my, like me right now, my my job, I, I've been there, and like it took four years for that. For I, like, it took a, it took four years for me to go from a junior developer to knocking that junior off my title. Yeah, I was getting so I would get so frustrated with them yeah. because like I was like, when is that promotion going to come? And I knew my boss was rooting for me. I, I, I knew my boss wanted it to happen. But he wasn't the guy to sign the paycheck. And like it was the um, whoever manages the finances, mm-hmm. um, CFO, I guess. But um, I don't know. But <laughs> but like uh, there was something recently that my boss said, and I wasn't even thinking about this till just now until I started talking. But the one thing that like we've just recently started having these one-on-one conversations once a week. Yeah. And about leadership growth in the company and growth in the company mm-hmm. and what I can be doing to essentially be work not just to be not be worthy of the next position, but like what can I be doing to actually show that I'm putting my time in, putting the effort in. And he said something that was interesting. He was like, Thomas, I didn't think anybody on the team was wanting to or would be a fit to put into a higher position until you said something. And I think that's like one part of like excellence and growth is like kind of taking ownership. Yeah. It's like taking ownership of your actions, taking ownership of like you what you say you want you want to grow into something mm-hmm. but expecting it to just be given to you absolutely if you don't mind if i jump you in so it. yeah it's we're we live in a world currently where uh we're we are used to instant gratification yeah you know like even right now as we're doing this right like we can just create this thing and instantly upload it and people can instantly download it and listen to it yeah you know yeah. um we are so used to that in every single aspect of our lives. So when it comes to, you know, um, how we are functioning, things like career or things like, you know, spiritual encounter or mm-hmm. change within our hearts or relationships, you know, you name it, we want it now, Yeah, you yeah. know, and, and that's the expectation, you know, so every single time we do that, we're setting ourselves up for failure every single time, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not up to us, you yeah. know, it is in, it's in God's timing that, that things will happen, you know, and for a reason and, you know, um, knocking junior off of someone's title, it's what you, it's what, it's what everybody wants, you know? Um, but there's a reason why you're, you're in that season. There's a reason why that you have that on the end of your title in that season. Right. And there will come a time if it's meant to be that it will get knocked off. And if not, it could be the opposite. You could quit that job. Mm -hmm. You know, you could, you could be let go. Yeah. Just like that, you know? Um, so I think it's important that our identities aren't rooted in things like titles or rooted in things like careers. Um, cause we, a lot of times when we think of excellence, we do, our minds automatically go towards that Yeah, because that is, that is how we, you know, are brought up. You know, that's partially how I was brought up, which is, you know, going to school, going to college, getting a job, getting married, you know, yep. buying a house, exactly. having a family. Like yeah. those are all the things that we, that's, that's what we know in this world. So, um, it's very easy to fall into that trap and, uh, 
you know, I just wanted to, to kind of share all that based off what you just said. So. No, that's really that's good. So powerful. Uh, my qu- question for you, Mike, would be, <clears throat> how do you lead with excellency? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, it is an absolute blessing uh, and honor to lead. Um, I currently, in, in, in my former you know, position, uh, was a leader of leaders. You know, so not only am I leading people, I'm leading those that are also called to lead, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's definitely challenging. Um, it's something that I, I do feel that God has gifted me with. Um, one of the biggest things that I would say to that question is um, how you measure that is not by your own uh, accomplishments or your own successes, like day by day or yeah. week over week or month over month. Like my mission as a leader of leaders is to gauge how everybody else is doing, you know, um, if, if they are being successful in whatever it is that they're doing, that is, that is my success. Like that is, that is what I value. You know, um, if, if that person has a good day or a good, uh, a good moment or a good, uh, you know, a good service or whatever we're talking about, my mission was accomplished for that day, you know? So rather than having people come in and punch the clock nine to five, you know, it's not about what they, it's not about what I get done or, or maybe, you know, the, the negative things are very easy to look at. It's what is it that made their day better? How can I make their day better? How can I serve that person? Mm-hmm. Um, servant leadership is something that I learned very quickly in my former position that also translates into the church community. You know, we have servant leaders. Those are our volunteers. We don't call our, our volunteers volunteers. We call them servant leaders because yeah. that is what we, sh- that is what we are meant to be doing. You know, yeah. we are, we are serving others. Um, it's kind of taking the, the pyramid and flipping it upside down to where I'm not at the top. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm actually at the bottom in, you know, how can I help? What can I do? What do you need? Let me break down walls. Let me break down barriers. Um, let me get answers for you, you know, and if I, if I or, or if somebody says that, hey, we're going to do this, just making sure that that gets done, you know, and if not communicating, that's so good. you know, um, so there, there's so many different things I could probably yeah. say. Um, the last thing I would add goes all the way back to my teaching days. Um, when I was student teaching, I had a co-op that I was student teaching with. And one of the things that he said to me that's kind of stuck with me ever since is if the teacher is working harder than the student, you're doing something wrong. Right. Um, and that, that's stuck with me over the years where it's like, of course, as a leader, you're going to, you're going to be working hard. You're going to be making sure that, you know, you're, you're, you're working your way through your, you know, uh, your to-do list or, um, whatever needs accomplished, whatever we need to do to to prepare and plan and pivot. But then what is, what is everybody else doing? You know, um, having awareness of that and keeping people engaged, you know, um, so I think that that's that's something that I just wanted to share was the if the teacher's working harder than the student as a leader, you're doing something wrong and you need to figure out what that is sooner than later, because if you don't, you know, um, things are not going to be excellent and things are going to probably fall apart very quickly. So can you actually expand on that a little that bit? Is, yeah, that's man. That's yeah. a different take. Absolutely. You know, um, so I would say, again, I mentioned the word engagement. So. You want to make sure that you are challenging people, not overly challenging to, 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 to set people up for failure, but including them, yeah. right? Equip them, empower them. Uh, you know, I hate to say we're all replaceable, but it's truth. Like, you know, I, 
I am no longer with that former company, you know, Um, and the people that were in those positions before me, I replaced them. Um, So you have, oftentimes you have a very short window to have a, have impact on people or position or whatever it is that you're doing. So being able to, in that short time, really be an agent of change, you know, they might not be used to, you know, that challenging that you might give, but Mm -hmm. people crave that. You know, um, a lot of times people want to know the why behind things. Why are we doing this? You know, not just how do we do this? Why are we doing, it? you know, um, cause you can, you can teach people anything yeah. really, yeah. you know, but it's really what their heart, you know, capturing their heart. Then you, then you don't have to convince people of anything like they, they, they're heart postured for whatever it is that we're trying to do. And it's going to mm-hmm. force the student to then want to do the work, yeah. right? Rather than me saying, all right, guys, turn your books to this page and we're doing this lesson and this is your homework and it's due, you know, Friday, you know, or Saturday or whatever day it is. Um, like that's, that's not going to get you far, right? Or, um, teaching to a test, like, Hey, we need to cover these things. So you're ready to, to know the answers to this, right? Mm -hmm. If we do what we're supposed to be doing and we treat each other in the ways that we're supposed to be treating that where I'm serving them, it's, it's, it's just going to all come full circle, um, at the end of the day and the results will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, the results of like trusting the process, trusting that, you know, people don't want to do a bad job, whether they're students or workers or servant leaders or, you know, uh, f- brothers or sisters or parents or family members, like nobody wants to do a bad job at whatever it is that they're doing. They yeah. want to be excellent and whatever it is that they're doing. But then you have variables that come into play, you know, obviously. And as a leader, it's our job to make sure that, you know, we're minimizing that and then having still working hard, but making sure that they are working just as hard or harder than, than, than I would be. Yeah. So I hope that helps. (laughs) That's good. good. It's a different take that I was not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. No, cause like you hear a lot, like I, I read and I listen to a lot of John Maxwell, um, uh, like his books and his podcasts and stuff. Um, and they're like his pure, like definition of leadership is influence. Either it's influence, Mm. nothing more, nothing less. Yeah. Um, and with excellence, he's, he goes, he says like excellence, I think he, excellence is um what he said it's exceeding expectations yeah and one thing with one thing with that i think i think it feeds into what you were saying because it's like if you're exceed well he says first if you need to if you have to if you want to exceed the expectation you have to know what the expectations are exactly and then once you find out what the expectations are like like then you can't ex- consistently exceed them, and once the ex- like once the expectation is now higher because you exceeded them, yet then each time, yeah, you're going to be working harder and harder. Mm-hmm. But that's also going to, like you said, kind of like people will see that you you've, you've um, exceeded their expectations of you as a leader. So like they're going like that's going to move their heart posture because they're going to be they're going to be like, wow, he actually does care. They uh, they he actually does care. He actually does. Like, I didn't expect, um, I didn't ex- expect him to ask me about how I was after my mom died. Yeah. And I didn't expect, um, like, I, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect them to, the, uh, to ask me how my kids are doing. Like, it's, it's like, those are small, like, small examples, but like. Yeah. 
just to jump in. Yeah. So sorry, you you got me got me thinking. Go for here. it. Uh, so so yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't stop. Right. Right. Like there's not an end time on on that mindset. Yeah. Right. Like it's not just oh my work day is over mm-hmm. or the school day or uh, church service or you know whatever whatever it is that we're that you're that you're walking like it's always it's yeah. all the time it's everywhere it's integrity. Like integrity plays really big into excellence, right? Like how I define integrity is it's what you're doing when nobody's watching. Yeah. Right. Like, are you still the same person? Yeah. Uh, are you taking shortcuts on things? Um, I'm a big sports guy. So a lot of preparation, a lot of off season work would go into the actual season itself. Right. And it's like, if you're taking shortcuts, then what is, what is it going to look like three months from now? Right. right. When we're in the middle of the season and it's like, we shouldn't take those shortcuts. Right. Or that one person or whatever it is. Are you going to call that person out mm-hmm. and say, Hey, come on, man. Like you're better than that. Like I, when we get to the mid season, like we don't want to, we don't want to look back and say, man, we could have went harder. Right. Yeah. So like just to relate that, cause I'm a huge sports nut. But, <laughs> um, but it's the same thing in life. It's like, I know that these things are happening. Right. I know that maybe I have knowledge of that thing and I need, I do need to, I do need to act on it. I do need to open my mouth and say, even if it's, after hours or if it's mm-hmm. if it's outside of somebody that I usually interact with or somebody that doesn't report to me or you know um somebody that maybe I had an issue with you know before like being able to have crucial conversations and agreeing to disagree when it comes to excellence is only going to stretch who you are stretch your character and stretch your relationship with those individuals that much more. So, uh, sorry, but that's where my mind went when you said no, that. No, that's so good. Yeah, because then you don't got to apologize. Yeah. You're good. No, no, no. So, I like having, this, this is why we like having, so, like, dynamically different people on. Uh, it's not just Sean and I all the time. Yeah. Um, because you bring perspectives that we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have on our own. Yeah. And, uh, you, and, like, we get to grow because of this, too. And, and uh, now we get to, and the podcast allows us to give it out to other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Let me touch on this one thing because, like, it's been on my mind. I've been thinking, like, for the longest time until you just brought this up, that the leader works the hardest. And that's the way I was, like, always taught. Like, mm-hmm. and I know, like, the parts of why God has not brought me to the be a higher influence yet. It's because I've, I know that I take shortcuts. I take shortcuts. Yeah. And then, like, God, God's like, Oh, okay. You're not ready yet. And so he's just sitting me there, but he's still training me. He's like almost like wow. I'm red shirt, like red shirt where the <laughs> other guys are already yep. playing, but like you already know that you could be the right. next guy. The non-sports guys no clue what's going on. <laughs> red shirt's pretty much like, okay, the rookie ready, get ready for whenever the starter okay. wants that. So like he's like, okay, so that's where God has me in a position of where He's redshirting me. He's like, I'm learning from the best leaders of all time. Yeah. So that way, when God puts me into position of leadership, I'm going to do well. You know what I mean? And, yeah. it's, and it's being redshirted, sure, dude. Yeah, no, absolutely. And just quickly, um, like even Jesus didn't do everything himself. Right. Right. So yeah. he could have, and he was the, they called him teacher. You know, yeah. he was the leader, you know, um, he, he purposefully, equipped and empowered people to, to carry out, um, miracles and to do things on this earth that they didn't think that they could do, you know, prior to him saying, you can do this and I want you to do this and I need you to do this and I trust you to do this, 
you know? Um, so I think that that's very a powerful lesson for all of us to just, to look back and say, well, what is it that, that the Lord has for me? You know, um, even though I might feel like I'm redshirted or I might feel like I have junior on my title or I might feel like, you know, um, well, I'm just the student, you know, I'm not the boss. Um, I don't need to be excellent. They just need to be excellent, right? It's everybody. And if, if you are a leader, that's probably the single most important thing is establishing that right out of the gate Mm -hmm. or in trying to shift it. If it's not already there, shifting the culture, shifting the, the relationship, um, shifting that trust, because if you don't do that, it's not going to, it's not going to progress to a place, um, that is blessed. So, That's so good. Yeah. Hmm. And there's so many things that have been said that I want to talk on. <laughs> um, you know, it's a good episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, the one thing that uh, Sean mentioned it and you said something too, but I can't remember it cause I was, I was listening too intently and then I, I forget things really easily, but but it's recorded. So, uh, but uh, but Sean mentioned like, like you mentioned about proximity, and I love that this episode is about is about leadership because it kind of mixes the two. It kind of mixes the two uh, of my favorite topics together. Mm-hmm. Um, but with 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 leadership, say in your life, um, the, like a lot of some people say proximity. I've heard Tony Robbins say proximity is power. There's proximity. People say that you're, you're the average of the five, your five, the five closest people or like you have your inner circle. Um, as you've been growing through, um, as you, as you went into the, the executive role, as you went into, and even as you went into Amplify, what role did that inner circle play in your life? Wow. Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good call out. All right, guys, thank you for listening to part one of this awesome conversation with Mike. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having the conversation. And, you know, we weren't planning on having a part one and part two with Mike. However, once we realized how long the conversation was, it made so much sense to make it into two parts so that as many people as possible listen to the whole conversation because it will change people's lives. So, all right, guys, we'll see you next time next week with part two.